Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Welcome to The Game of Life. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And when you hear a song like Rock You Like a Hurricane, uh, it is a pleasure to have two-time national champion, uh, Miami Hurricane player and two-time Super Bowl champion, Darren Smith and an alumni little brother right. in the studio. Darren, brother, welcome to the Game of Life. Uh, Gail, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, brother. I'm excited to be here. You know, this, uh, this, this part of the season with uh, the Super Bowl coming up soon. I heard there's a game coming to town, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so, you know, everybody's getting excited down here in South Florida. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward for the opportunity to uh, reconnect with you and yes, big brother, sir. big sister, and uh, you know it all started here. That's right. And so uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, all that we're going to do together to um, continue our partnership, brother. It's 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 real. Uh, it's personal, uh, and I'm just thankful uh, as we think about this time of the year, as we think about this holiday season, as we think about uh, football season, uh, food, family. Uh, football, that's a nice combination, that's good, Darren. Right there. I, I can't beat that right there. That's, that's excellent right there. It, but let's talk about it for the benefit of our, of our audience, Darren. You, you talk about where it all started. Uh, and you were a little brother uh, and big brothers, big sisters. I mean, obviously, the man you are today, uh, we'll talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the husband, the father, uh, the mentor uh, to so many uh, youth in the South Florida area. Uh, but let's trace it back to the beginning. Uh, so tell us your story. Dan. Well, uh, growing up uh, in, uh, at that time, Liberty City, I was three years old when I lost my father. Yes. And uh, I was the youngest of five. I have two older sisters and two older brothers. And uh, my mom eventually moved us out of that area into uh, the area that is now called Miami Gardens. Okay. And it was at that time where she... Uh, ran into someone who mentioned to her it might be good to get your kids into brother, big brothers, big sisters. And so she definitely wanted to get her sons involved. And so my older, my two older brothers had big brothers. Mm. And I saw the relationships that they were developing. And honestly, I was a little jealous, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what little brothers do. Yeah, what little brothers do. Plus, you know, um, I, I got started getting involved with this little game called football. So I would, you know, go to – uh, the parks, and I would see other boys playing with their dads and, you know, that jealousy part of it, like, you know, where's my dad? And, you know, I was three, so I really, you know, when it happened, when my dad passed, so I really never really understood mm -hmm. why he wasn't around. Right. Um, and so eventually I got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters, was super excited to finally meet my big brother. Uh, his name is Seymour Marksman, and Seymour has been uh, such a big impact in my life. You know, the interesting thing, uh, Gail about Seymour he's from the Caribbean and so even at the time where I'm I'm gung-ho all about football you know he could really care less about football that just <laughs> that just wasn't his thing it's, now yeah now he, they call football something he'll watch soccer, but he'll right? watch cricket all day long y'all okay. man he loves cricket so cricket in the hood that may be absolutely a new <laughs> <laughs> but another thing about him he was very in, you know very much into education yes and so uh you know with him being in, in my life he rubbed off a lot. He had, he had a lot of impact. And it, that, that has, his legacy really has gone on to what I am now. Um, you know, my priorities right now are family, uh, faith, but also education. Absolutely. And so 
you know, even with my own children, you know, we, we make it a priority. Uh, education is a priority, and, and you got to put in the work. I always, you know, teach my children it, what you get is what you put into it. That's right. And so we work hard educationally, but uh, it was just lessons I learned from him. You know, when I uh, first hung around him, you know, I was, I was expecting to go out and, you know, play basketball or play football and all those type of things, but – you know, we we're at his house doing yard work, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what is this program all about? Yeah, like, wait a minute, man, was this dude? You know, he's trying to get some free labor or something. <laughs> I don't know what he, what did he join the program oh, for? My. But it was just life lessons that he was teaching me even then um, about you know putting in the hard work and, and developing real relationships. And so those are the type of things that I try to do now. Um, you know, with um, you know, I created a program called Project Fifty Nine. Yes, we want to talk that, about that. And for through sure. that program, we were able to establish relationships, taking the model of Big Brothers, Big yes. Sisters. You know, um, not just it being a moment, but it being a movement. Understanding Love that, it. you know, it takes relationships to really uh, uh, to develop our young people, and so that's that's really where this whole thing with you know what I do as far as reaching back and giving back to the youth through education initiatives it all started with my relationship with my big brother C. now how old were you when you were first matched Darren I was nine nine years old I was nine, and you're still in touch with Seymour we, today we, we attend the same church you attend we the same still, church yeah we're still together Thank you God. know we work together in ministry wow um and so as men uh, yeah yeah. Helping men. And I'll and I'll be I'll be fifty in April. So, and right. we're still, still got together, that baby so. face, brother. <laughs> so you talk about, man, some years together and um, you know, you know, being a professional athlete, you know, being in athletics for so many years, I've always had coaches. But Seymour is kinda like a life coach. You That's know, beautiful. my real life example, not seeing a, a father in my household, you know, the role of a father, yes. not seeing the role of a husband. A lot of what I learned is what I saw with his relationship with his wife and with his children. And that required me being there, being around him no doubt about and actually it. seeing it in person. And so that's why, you know, programs like Big Brother and Big Sister are so important to me and why I, I love the relationship that we have, because it is about the one on one relationships, Absolutely. the mentoring. It's about really the consistency uh, of being there, of having somebody to talk to, having somebody to lean on. You know, and that's really what Project 59 is all about. And let me tell you something. We, let's talk about Project 59. And for the benefit of our audience, we're here in the studio today with my man, two-time national champion with the University of Miami Hurricanes, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and alumni little brother Darren Smith, who not only had that impact in his life in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Seymour, your big brother, but what you have now and what you're doing so the significance of 59, let's start there, first okay. of all. <laughs> it Actually, it started, man, uh, Gail, this is over 20 years now. I know, that brother, we've go been, ahead. We've been part of this, uh, you know, throughout my high school career, throughout college career, and even the early part of my NFL career, I was always asked to come out and speak to children and to motivate them and to encourage them, and I love doing it. Right. And um, uh, I remember people who came out and spoke to me when I was a child, the people yes. who influenced me and encouraged me. And so I wanted to be able to give back that way. Uh, but, you know, I felt a little I felt a little empty sometimes because I would leave and really not know what happened to the children who I right. spoke you talk to. You talked to 100 kids. Yeah, what I happened? I spoke to 100 kids and don't know what impact it yes. really had. And yes. so. Uh, I just wanted to do something that was more sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I remember back in 1998 is when it started. I was visiting uh, Hawthorne Elementary in Seattle, Washington. I was playing for the Seattle Seahawks at that time. 
and uh, a partner of mine, Jeff uh, Buchanan, who's a co-founder with me with Project 59, we decided we needed to create something that goes beyond just me coming in for a moment and, 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 and moving on. And so we decided to create Project 59 where we're actually able to have relationships, uh, ongoing relationships with the children. And we did that through uh, uh, dictionary giveaways. Okay. Uh, we did it through a, a program called Race for Reading. Yes. Which eventually we uh, did in New Orleans and we did it in uh, Columbus, Georgia. We did it in Atlanta, Georgia. And eventually we did it down you here the first time with that's you guys uh, back in the, Super, the, the last Super Bowl 10 years ago that we celebrated. Exactly right. And so we were able to create that program, a reading program. Uh, it was an eight-week skill-building program uh, to help kids not only just have me come in and speak, but, but really get equipped, get the tools that they need, and also to, be, to encourage the parents to, to let them know how important it is that they read with their children right. and that they – help their children practice reading and then it helped help them be, to become a habit. Um, and so that that is how we kind of, you know, got going. And when we came here in Miami and, and connected with Big Brother, Big Sister, it was just like, you know, a dream come true. Oh, man. As full far circle. as, yeah, as far as being able to, to be a part of a program that meant so much to me and That's to right. tie what we do with the bigs and the littles. And our program was great to be able to have the littles and the bigs come together and participate That's in Race right. for Reading. That's right. And so we were excited about that. And, we, and we've been excited, you know, the 10 years that we've been together as partners. And we're continuing to try to develop partnerships to have even more impact with more of our young people so that we can create this even stronger movement Absolutely. Of, of readers in, in our country. Well, let me drop this on you, Darren. And we didn't talk about this pre-show, but we got a a small library here ah. in the building on the third floor. Uh, and we're going to do something special during National Mentoring Month in January okay. uh, where we have folks come in and, you know, meet you and you can tell your story and all of that. But we might as well just go ahead and just commit right now to uh, partnering uh, for Literacy, Project 59 and Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and we'll leverage some space here in the building. How that about sound, that, brother? That sounds great. Not to put you on the spot, but you know, this is like <laughs> worldwide. <coughs> they, uh, that sounds great. But you it's know, full circle. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're very thankful. Thank you very much, Gail. This is oh, brother, that's uh, least we can do. something we've been trying to continue to do here in South Florida area. Right. Uh, you know, we partner in New Orleans when we when we had a, a big blowout. We had we partnered with New Orleans uh, School Parish and okay. Dillard University. Their students would actually go and teach our program to the schools. And so we were able to establish those connections in the city of New Orleans, even even though I'm not with the Saints anymore, those relationships have been established. Many of those young people, I remember, you know, as as we would visit, and we developed a computer lab there as well okay. in New Orleans. And I remember many of the times I would talk with the, the young students with the schools that we were partnered with. And this was, you know, the college students who would come back and teach the program. Mm. Many times this was their first time seeing college students that looked like them. That's exactly right. That college to them wasn't even a thought. Wasn't even attainable. Yeah, they, for somebody they, didn't, else. they didn't have anybody in their household that went to college. You right. know, they were happy to finish high school. And so for them to see college students that looked like them, mm -hmm. man, it changed. It changed everything for them. And I remember when we had the event and we held it just outside of New Orleans, and those kids really thought that they went out of town. You know, they really thought that they really traveled far. It was just, you know, and you start to realize how – locked in that many of our, our young people are and they don't really see the opportunities they don't see 
the goals they don't see outside of the little box that they're in and i know one of the things that helped me to see that was education reading you know i mm-hmm. even though i was uh pretty athletic growing up I, I i always you know had a fear honestly i knew that for me to go to college that was something i wanted to do that was instilled in me because i had two older sisters and uh, uh, a brother that went to college so right. that's something i wanted to do right but I knew my mom didn't have the finances for me to go to college. So for me, football was the avenue. That was your ticket. That was it. I knew but. I'd had to have it. But I knew once I got that opportunity, when I went to college, okay, now now I got it. It's all about now What are you going to do with it? That's right. Game of life where everybody right. makes a team, but how you play is up to you. Here with two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time national champion, little alumni little brother Darren Smith. Darren, let's go back to UM. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the literacy, the, the seeing your – uh, your siblings, you know, in college. So y- you saw it as being attainable, not financially. Correct. But it was no, you had no lack of ability. And so once you got there, and I don't know if this is still the case, but I remember introducing you on various occasions mm-hmm. at one time, and you can correct me if it's still the case. I know educationally it is, but you were the only one, the only NFL two-time Super Bowl champion who had Two-time Super Bowl champion, not just one. Correct. But two. Now I'm sounding like LeBron. Not one, <laughs> not two. But uh, And you also got your bachelor's and your master's degree from Correct. the university. Hear me clearly, our national audience. We're talking about not just an athlete. It's bigger than football. Absolutely. It's bigger than the sport. Yep. Here's a man, a man who loves God, loves his family, and kids who look like you and me can see that – Football may be a ticket, but you got to focus on literacy, reading, what you're doing, Project 59, brother. So, again, are there any others? And I'm sure there may be, and hopefully there are, uh, two-time, multiple Super Bowl winners that have advanced degrees as well. Actually, I'm still the only one that has two degrees, two Super Bowl championships, and two national championships. There you go. So you make it even harder for somebody to break your record. So I'm known as Mr. Triple Double. Mr. Triple Double. (laughs) I like that. Let me tell you what I did. What happened, Gail, to me, they kind of topped it. Now I have twins also, so I'm quadruple. Oh, quadruple so tra- <laughs> <laughs> See, brother, you're going to make it even harder to anybody that ever gets to twins. <clears throat> to, to, oh, my, quadruple Yeah, so, double. and you know, the whole thing was really based wow. on the fact that I, I, I looked at the, the numbers. The, the chances of making it to the NFL were so minute. Go ahead, brother. Um, and I realized that. And, you know, most people say, hey, you got to have a plan B. Well, really, my education was my plan A. There you go. It really was. I really uh, – a part of me really didn't think I was good enough to make it to the NFL, to tell you the truth. I just was happy that it, had, it allowed me to get an education. Right. And so I worked hard. I say I got to get everything out of this education that I can. So I earned my undergrad degree in three and a half years, and then I earned my master's degree. In a year and a half. What was your undergrad in, Darren? Uh, business management and organization. Beautiful. What did you get your master's in? And I earned my master's specializing in marketing. Beautiful. I figured that if this football thing does work out, maybe I need to know kind of how to market myself. No doubt bit. about it. You know? <laughs> so, no doubt. So it worked out It worked out well for me. Uh, you know, in my senior year, 1993, I was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the second round. So I was like, hey, maybe this football thing will work. But statistics also said that the average NFL player – career last three years and so I knew that even if I did make it the chances of it being a long career were was not very good and so every offseason I would go back and learn more I, you know I earned a um, I got a real estate uh, license uh, went on and earned my degree in, in real estate development as well 
And so all of those things were about preparing myself for if football doesn't work. Now, fortunately, I was able to play 12 years, so no. I was blessed. I, but you were prepared. I was prepared. Way. I was prepared, absolutely. And so uh, it was always about education. You know, it was always that was always the forefront of of of, of what I did, and it has definitely paid off now. Because you know, things that I do now educationally, uh, and and I have the credibility now when I go to a school or when I go to an organization. We partner with many organizations: Del sure. Delta Airline, uh, uh, Flag. There's many organizations that we go to and we talk to their employees about the importance of literacy, and we challenge them to read to their kids. And that's what we've done the last 10 years with the Million Book Read. Love it. And the Million Book Read is where we challenge people during <coughs> Super Bowl week to pledge to read to your child I during Super Bowl week. There and so go. we try to we are trying to get a million people to agree to pledge to read a book to a child during Super Bowl week. And we get every big in Miami. That's it. Uh, we've served over 65,000 children, including Darren Smith. Uh, since 1958, and we have this alumni database. We're going to send it out, have everybody in partnership, Big Brothers Big Sisters in Miami in partnership with Project 59, Darren Smith, Jeff Buchanan, and really helping you along those lines. And we're going, I mean, whether reading here in the building, reading at home, everywhere, brothers. So it's game on for that. That's right. You can count on us for that support. <laughs> so now you're, the college coach you had ended up being your NFL coach Isn't that as something? well with the Cowboys. Yeah, that's it. I mean, so there you go again with these twos. I mean, so <laughs> my goodness. So what are some of the, the values? In, and, again, we, we, you're obviously Jimmy Johnson, uh, incredible coach. What were some of the things that – I mean, you've, you've played for a lot of different coaches, and you can not only just limit it to Jimmy Johnson, but what were some of the things that Jimmy taught you? Wow. Uh, you know, Jimmy was – he was a disciplinarian. Yes, he was. He's very old school. Uh, he he kind of coached by fear, actually. You know, he wanted his players <laughs> to be kind of afraid of him. At edge. And uh, absolutely. And, and and it was whether you were Troy Aikman, whether you were Emmitt Smith, uh, it was it was kind of a little bit of edge. Now he did it, one of the things about him, which was really interesting to me. I remember we had our first meeting, and he said, "Listen, guys." And, you know, because most coaches say, hey, listen, I treat everybody the same, right? <laughs> Jimmy said, hey, I don't treat everybody the same. I treat you all different. How do you expect me to treat a free agent lineman how I treat Troy? And so the thing about Jimmy that, that was uh, what I appreciated most about him, and, man, he was brutally honest. You know, I really appreciated his honesty. Um, he – he let you know that he was, you know, hey, if you slip up, if you're on the bottom of that totem pole and, and, and things ain't going right. You got a short you, list. Yeah, you, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meritocracy. But, but Darren, when you think about what Jimmy said to you all, say, I'm not going to treat. I'm treating Troy Eggman one way, and here you come free agent lineman. You expect yeah. to be that same level. It's not going to happen. But in, in life, mm -hmm. we have kids and even adults and employees who haven't earned their stripes yet. Absolutely. That oh. are trying to get that. So, so, brother, you know, it's like the fish who wants to be commended for swimming. No, that's you expected to do that. Absolutely. So you see how that that's unusual today, unfortunately. Right. And, and, you know, the thing that that showed me was, um, you know, like you say, in society, I, I, I'm going to have to push even harder. That's right. You know, I have to prepare even more. And uh, one of the reasons why I've been able to last in the NFL for 12 years was my preparation. There you go. I, I, I wanted to outwork everybody. When I look at guys like uh, Troy Aikman, uh, Emmitt Smith, and uh, Deion Sanders, and Michael Irvin, man, I had the opportunity to play with these guys, all those guys in the Hall of Fame. That's right. And I had the opportunity to sit and watch their preparation, and I was like, wow. What I was made blown them different? Away. What yeah, made them what different? makes this – 
nobody outworked those guys. Now these guys are probably one of you know some of the most talented players. Deion Sanders is probably the best athlete, just pure athlete that I've been around. But his preparation, you know, he, he people see media, he jokes and plays and all of those type of things. But man, when it's time for preparation, locked in, he gets ready, and he's he's is just as smart. Those guys are just as smart as any. Uh, football players I've ever been around, and they and they helped me to learn how to prepare, not only in football but in life. And so that's what I try to give back to our young people, really understanding that the key to preparation in life is education. You know, that is what's going to unlock the door. This is one, that's what's going to give you opportunities. Uh, and so, you know, and I have two young children, and I share with them all the time, hey, we, you know, we got to work hard. You know, we got to prepare. Uh, you know, they get excited when they come home and they get an A on the test. And I tell them, what, what, what helped you do that? It was the preparation. There you, go. you know, you didn't just go in and just like hope that you can do it. You were prepared. You practiced. You you studied and you learned. And so I try to just give the kids that same thing to see that a kid that came out of Liberty City, yeah, I went to the NFL, but the priority was still the education. You know what I mean? So they can do it too. You know, I'm not I'm not special. I didn't have a silver spoon. I didn't have a lot of advantages that they don't have, but it was a matter of putting in the work, and it can be done. That's powerful, Darren. <clears throat> As we think about the preparation needed, not only in the NFL but in life. Yes. And that's why I named the show The Game of Life. That's good. Because it's all about mentoring. Uh, and so from Jimmy, what other coaches influence you to be the man you are today? Because, I mean, we got to do a shout-out. We're here in Miami, Miami Dade wow. County Public Schools. You played for the Vikings of Miami, right. Norland, Miami Norland Senior High, correct? Yes. I, and you know what? I would, I would say, man, uh, I'm a Little League football coach. Yes, sir. I, I coach Little League. I've been coaching Little League you football coach my son. for five Shout years. Shout out to yeah. Brandon Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, again, that goes back to uh, the people who have impacted my life. Coaches like uh, Dennis Jackson. Yes. Uh, uh, coaches like Coach Smitty. Uh, you know, those like Dennis Jackson, He's me and him are still connected, just like me and Seymour are. Uh, he was another uh, person who uh, impacted my life just uh, just in ways I can't, you know, explain. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's why I hold on to them. I still call him Coach, even though he's a, a pastor of a local church yes. here in Miami. To me, he's still coach. There you go. And I really, um, you know, I look to his his family, his his wife, his son. That was another opportunity for me to see how a father and a son relates and how a husband and a wife relates. And, you know, their love that they showed to them helps me to understand how to give my wife love and yes. how to treat my children. Yes. And so, you know, Coach Jackson, he's, I mean, he was another life coach, not just football coach. And a lot of what I do even now on the football field it stems from what I learned from him, you know, mm -hmm. the, the focus and the preparation and the motivation and, uh, you know, the things that he would do with us even as little kids. He would always encourage us, give us, he would give us all nicknames that, you know, it just, <laughs> you know, it stands out and it made us feel special. That's exactly right. You know, it made us feel special. Uh, he would, he would keep stats and always kind of beef up our stats even if we had two tackles he would have, he had four tackles and he did a great <laughs> job and those are the things that just motivated right. motivated us and encouraged us to continue to um to do more and I, I try to do that with, with with my young players as well and I hope that it impacts them the same way and hopefully someday they'll be able to give back in that same capacity well, what you're talking about Darren is it's mentoring it's leadership uh, it's preparation for life. Absolutely. Uh, and you're not, no, you say you're trying to do that. I've seen you do it, brother. 
I mean, not only with my own flesh and blood, having my son, my baby boy, Brandon Joshua Nelson, you coach your son, these other young men, I would sit and watch you in practice. And having a podcast like this and a conversation like this among brothers who are uh, seeking to help the next generation yes. by planting those seeds. And that includes, uh, I've seen you, uh, and without having to, uh, and you know, there's different styles of coaching. Right. You've seen it at the <laughs> highest level. Yeah. Uh, and But you have a way about you where you can push somebody, you can fuss at somebody, yeah. but you don't disrespect you, those children. Right. Uh, and uh, you, you recognize talent, you push them, kids who might be struggling, you give them a nickname, you push them, right. but <laughs> if they, they feel like a million bucks. Absolutely. So I commend you, brother, for the, from the little brother to then seeing you as the coach and all these men who invested in you and these yes. individuals over the years, you're giving it back a hundredfold. Uh, and again, I, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Well, I I honestly feel obligated. You know, I feel there obligated to be able to give back to what was given to, to me. To whom much is given. Amen. Much and is so, required. Uh, I mean, it's it's my responsibility, and hopefully, uh, I'm giving it back in a way where they will continue to give back. You know, they will remember something that Coach Darren said to them that encouraged them, or that uh, Mr. Darren, when he came to visit our school, or when I was a part of his program, or maybe a dictionary That's right. that he gave me. Um, you know, I, I still do that with my kids. They ask me, "What does that word mean?" I always, "Hey, go look it up." That's and, you right. know, and I remember even when I was young, my mom invested in some encyclopedias, mm. and that was one thing I remember uh, when I was young. Uh, and look, even even then, looking in the encyclopedia, there was a. a a picture of Ohio State and Michigan playing a football game. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. You know, and even an encyclopedia is something that motivated me as far as football. Seeing that picture, I was like, one day I want to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember even at Norland High School with uh, Coach Lewis Allen, who was also a great coach, great motivator. Um, You know, uh, at that time when I was at Norland, the the stadium that the Dolphins play in now was just being built. It wasn't even up yet. They had the – concrete out on right. the outside and I remember me and some of my teammates we walked to the stadium because it was you can walk through it and we were out on the sand it was just a bunch of dirt at the time and we were all looking around and we started dreaming like man one day I want to play in this stadium mm-hmm. one day I want to be here and that dream came true for me as uh, as a cowboy we came here and we played against the Miami Dolphins and another dream came true I was able to sack Dan Marino I was like wow I can't, I can't believe this because Dan Marino was playing I think I was 14 wow when he started playing and then to sack him and then, and then Gail just the I mean the most powerful moment that ever happened when we got up Dan Marino said good job Darren I was like wow he knows he, my name he you saw know? you on that film well that's it that's part of preparation part he, of preparation he knows who yeah watch 59 exactly that was your number right <laughs> that's it so project 59 watch 59 and that's where project 59 came from walk us through that play i know you remember the play you came oh, on blitz man it was a blitz man it was a blitz Up the middle? i came free no i came out on the edge i'm okay a, i'm an outside linebacker there you go there you go uh, but you know most and you know the truth is we had tony tober that defense end, and charles haley at defense end. pretty good that's those are guys they need to be worried about <laughs> No right, doubt. they're not worried about old Darren, right? You know, watch fifty. <laughs> so let's let's sneak him on in there. The coaches called the blitz. I was licking my chops, and man, I was just fortunate. The timing worked out right, and uh, you know, it's great to be a part of a great team. No doubt, you know that because it opened up some opportunities. There's another life for you. lesson we don't do That's it alone. Right. That's right, can't do it alone. And so we all pieces, and you know, I I always you know people ask me, uh, man, you guys were great. In particular, they talk about um, you know me and Mike Barrow and Jesse Armstead here. No as doubt. A, 
as a linebacker group. The Bermuda Triangle, right? Bermuda Triangle, yeah. i tell you what. Like, what made you guys so great? I was like, well, it didn't hurt to have Russell Maryland, Cortez Kennedy, Shane Curry up front of you. Oh, my goodness. Mark Caesar and all those guys, man. And, you know, so it's all about team, teamwork and the team. And sometimes guys have to do the hard work and everybody doesn't see it. You know, everybody doesn't see the hard work that you put in, Gail, as far as – big brother and big sister but you know i've seen it for 10 years since i've been around you and i've seen you know your heart um you know i've seen you from directing the programs to now becoming the president and so i've i've known your heart and known your passion for our young people and that's why i've always stayed connected uh to big brother and big sister because of what you guys have given me and in that legacy i want to give to others yes sir It's, it's a powerful partnership darren you're a powerful brother uh, but the beautiful, beautiful part of it is you understand that it's the humility Amen. Uh, and that it's not about us. It's That's about right. what we can uh, uh, be that light for other people. Uh, and so as we, as we, this, is, this podcast is part of a Super Bowl series that hey. I'm doing. We uh, had a guest on. I got Corey. my logo on. I, you, you're representing, brother. <laughs> you're representing. Uh, and so we were, there's a Super Bowl breakfast that takes place on February 1st talking about character, the Bart Starr Award. We had that on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. When you walked on that Super Bowl field. Wow. So now what, what were the locations uh, for? Because it was the back-to-back Super Bowls, right? For you, no, did you? no, actually, I, my first year I was okay. on the back-to-back. There you so go. So they won it the year before I got there in 92. Okay. okay. And then the year I got there as a rookie. Now. Gil, that's like a dream come true, right? You come in as a rookie, yeah. oh my goodness. and you go to the Dallas Cowboys that just won the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and you're right back in it as a rookie, and you're starting. You know, so wow. I started as a rookie, so you're starting in the biggest game of the world in your rookie year, and, it, and that one was in Atlanta. Okay. And so, um, you know, it was just incredible because you – you you're there, and every it seems like everything is focused on you guys. You know, all the media media from all over the world, from Germany, Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, from everywhere. The world stage are, are sitting there asking you questions. They want to know everything, and uh, and and everybody gets a piece because everybody can't um, everybody can't uh, interview Troy and Mike right. and Emmett. So That's right. I mean, they come to guys like us too. They want to hear our point of view as well, and so. I mean, being on that stage, I mean, just the excitement and electricity and how it changes the whole city for that week. Um, and, you know, we were playing against Buffalo again. And so, you know, they they had some unfinished business because the, the previous Super Bowl didn't work out too good for them. Right. Actually, the previous, I guess, three. They had a few. Right. Had a few. <laughs> Jim Kelly was a quarterback, room. right? Yep, Jim Kelly was a quarterback. Thurman Thomas was a uh, running back. Right. And so uh, uh, Andre Reed was Andre Reed. a great receiver had a that they team. had. Cornelius Bennett. And, That's right. Um, you know, their defense was was for real. Yes. You know, and so they had some some great hey, – hey, they were the AFC champs four years straight. They were dominant. That, that doesn't just happen. That's right. And uh, unfortunately – you know, the NFC was pretty strong at that time. At that time, it was either Dallas or the 49ers. That's right. Who was coming out. So we were battling. and uh, But we, we, we had a team. We had a team, Gail, and, and we had the coaches. When you look at that coaching tree, guys like Dave Wanstead and mm. um, uh, uh, Wise and, uh, you know, I mean, they're all over the league even now. Um, you know, Jason Garrett at that time was a was a backup quarterback. That's now exactly he's the right, head Detroit. coach. Of, now he's head coach in the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's interesting. And Did you have Campo back then? Was Campo? Campo was our defensive back coach. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, Wanstead too, didn't you? Wanstead was the was the defense coordinator and yeah. linebacker. Butch Davis was but the defensive Butch line Davis. coach. So Avizano, I think you had Avizano, the, the best special team coach of all time. Wow. You know. Uh, 
So I mean, we 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 had a, a a Hubbard Alexander who was a wide receiver coach. So we we had a, a coaching tree that those guys went on to coach many years, and are still coaching. Yes. And so, uh, so I was around some greatness. And for that game, you know, once it started, we we knew we we knew we were going to have it. Just being around the confidence. And then the second Super Bowl was actually in uh, Arizona. Okay. And we missed a year because San Fran beat us. Dion went over there, I think, didn't? Yeah, Dion was in San Fran. That's right. And we we started the game out bad. We started out like three turnovers. We were in the hole twenty one nothing. We ended up losing thirty eight to twenty something. So we gave them too much of a head start. Right. And uh, but the next that's the next season we we went back to the Super Bowl and we played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. And so uh, that was out in Arizona. And so that was another electric, uh, an- another electric game. And, and so that was that pick, uh, that pick six. Uh, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yeah, Larry Brown had the Larry pick. Brown. Everybody thought the quarterback had lost his mind throwing it out there, but you know that. Now that that was a, a situation for Larry Brown, where you know you talk about teamwork. He had to go that way because we had now we had Dion. That's so we right. <laughs> so you're not going. That, so you're you not can't going go to that side, right? right? So so Larry Brown had he was in a great. Great position, you know. Like you said, the team, the team that worked together, and that was a tough game. They actually, you know, played pretty strong, but we were able to come out and uh, got that second Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring. And uh, so the four years I was there at Dallas, we were we were either in the Super Bowl or playing to go to the Super That's Bowl. Right. So it was it was about, it was about being around greatness. And one thing that I've said about those teams and what I've saw and I mentioned it earlier about the work ethic our best players were our hardest workers that's that's a lesson I want people to take away from this podcast our best players were our hardest workers so Darren you so you can you've seen it you do it uh you recognize it so hard work pays off absolutely absolutely and we were we were a player driven team Mm. you know we had great coaches but our leaders held us accountable you know, when there were mistakes made on the field, there was nobody who made more noise about it than Troy Aikman. He was a perfectionist. He wanted it done right, and he would get into Michael Irvin grill too, or he'll talk to Emmett, you know, and he would let them know, you know, and he wasn't worried about being your friend on the field. How about that? You know, now, you, he was great off the field, and you'd be buddies, but when you're on that field, it's time to work. you know what Troy expects, you know, and you know what that. Mike expects. I love and so, that. And that was, that was true leadership. That's and right. that's what was my opportunity of seeing true true leadership from a player. Yes. And, um, you know, that's something I've tried to, to emulate and take with me, you know, in my life. And, and you know what? I've been on teams that we didn't have that. And guess what? We weren't very successful. I tell you what. And so there's a need for more leadership like that today. Absolutely. I'm going to be real nice when, it, when I look at the current NFL. And I know <laughs> you, uh, you. But I think there's just a need for more leadership. Some call it old school. We would call it old school. But I think it just speaks to. Uh, earn your stripes. Yep. Whether whether you're putting on a helmet or you're putting on a jacket, a construction ha- uh, hat, uh, a helmet, if you will. But every aspect of life, Yes. put in the work. That's it. That's put what it comes down to. Darren, I tell you what, brother, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> but one of the things I want to, in January of 2020, National Mentoring Month, we're going to do something special with Project 59 here at Big Brothers Big Sisters in Miami, a meet and greet with Darren Smith. All our bigs and littles will be here. We're going to partner with Europe uh, as well. The founder of Europe was a big brother. Wow, that's awesome. They're a national partner. We're excited about our relationship with Europe because they are giving young people the opportunity to, uh, to through through mentorship, that's right. through internships, that's it. Uh, through education. It's, it's about equipping. Now they're able to equip uh, uh, other young people who may not have the same opportunities that's right. to go out there in the workforce, in the work field. 
And and so it's it's just a great I think it's a great team teamwork. Oh no, it's a, we got an alumni know. little brother. That's right. We got alumni <laughs> big brother started Europe. That's we have it. a national partnership with Europe. Yes. And our littles who are in a workplace mentoring high school students, including Miami Northern, by the way, wow. that are in our workplace mentoring program. Once they graduate, quote unquote, from Big Brothers Big Sisters, graduate from high school. They go into our graduate program. We're going to roll them in Europe. Wow, that's awesome! And see what we try to do at Project Fifty Nine. We we started in third to fourth grade. So you can get them ready. That's right. So our job is to get them ready. So Project Fifty Nine training camp <laughs> and the combine, and yeah. then they come into Big Brothers Big Sisters. We see them up. Absolutely, because you, you know what happened, Gail. You know, wow. back in '98, I read a statistic that said that. Uh, well, first of all, and 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 we know this from Big Brother Big Sister stats. You know, the United States. Uh, uh, Incarceration rates are the are the highest. Yes, they are in the world. Yes, and they base their <coughs> expected incarceration rates based on, on third reading grade levels. Le- reading levels. That's yes, sir. And when I saw that, I Say was that like, again, that brother. is We're talking building prisons based, based on, on illiteracy. Absolutely, where we can build uh, stadiums of success, absolutely. not just limited to sport. Absolutely. I'm talking about we can build buildings where folks can work based on literacy. Yes, it it, it broke my heart, and then when I see the wow. money. That go into our prison program oh, it's for profit as opposed all the way. as opposed to our educational system. Yes, sir. It, it, it was it was heartbreaking, and so uh, that's why I said to myself, hey, we we got to create some kind of movement. We got to create some some you know we have to make create awareness of this situation. You know, give kids the equip the equipment that they need, the tools that they need. Yes. And so we wanted to start young, and then mm-hmm. Big Brother and Big Sister, you offer that mentorship and that Who development and that relationship. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Europe can also offer offer perfect the skills fit. training. And so it, I think it's a perfect partnership, and, um, you know, that's why I'm looking forward to uh, 2020 of us continuing to build and, and grow and be even more impactful in the community. And this is the first of many podcasts with Darren, uh, just so you know. So okay, sounds uh, great. This, this is, uh, you're a natural, Darren, <laughs> uh, natural on the mic. And I just, brother, I appreciate you. I respect you. And one of the, one of the most important things is uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, Thank so you, stay tuned uh, for more Game of Life, the Super Bowl series. Uh, not only with Darren Smith, but with so many others that are just doing things to help our kids succeed in the game of life. Have a great holiday, brother. Thank you, my brother, and the same to you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to the game of life. I got one word to describe Darren Smith and how I feel about him, and it's just about respect. Let's go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of the game of life. 